This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. On this episode, we have Christine Kuyugan, Growth Marketing at Drops. Christine, welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. Hey, Howard. And hey, everyone. My name is Christine. I'm from the Philippines and I'm based in Barcelona. <laughs> All right, great. Thank you for coming. So today, after years of fierce competition, we can definitely say that both Apple and Google have won the app war. Apple got the premium part of the market and it's a laser focused on delivering high quality apps that are vetted and safe to use. Google succeeded with scale and managed to reach out much broader market segment, meanwhile paying less attention to its mobile app platform security and quality. So we have this duopoly, premium and scale. And today we want to dig into how an app marketing on the App Store is different from Google Play. But before doing that, Christian, please tell us about yourself. How did you get into app marketing? Yeah, sure. So actually, hi. It was a road that maybe I just kind of stumbled upon. So seven years ago, fresh out of my bachelor and getting ready for my master, I had this wonderful idea to make my parents proud (laughs) and get a job so they don't have to sustain me. So I found this small startup called Rantastic in this small city called Linz. And being from the Philippines, neither rang a bell. And I actually didn't know anything about the company or the city at all. But anyway, they took me in as their customer support um, specialist. And it really started from there, to be honest, because the company was really awesome. And they also cared about the career growth of their employees. So when I felt ready for more responsibilities, I just kind of asked, oh, can I maybe apply for that user acquisition job that we are looking for? And at that time, I think it was 2015 or even a little bit earlier. It wasn't such a huge thing to actually, like this position, I, I haven't heard of it like in 2010, for example, or 11. So it was quite new and I didn't know that it was going to bring me down those road. So I worked for Fantastic for six years uh, overall in various positions, such as CRM, ASO, and paid user acquisition. And now I'm working as a growth marketing lead at Drops, who actually became part of the Kahoot family. And I'm focused on strategizing growth opportunities for the app and the app store marketing. So yeah. Great. Before the interview, I was checking your LinkedIn profile and I noticed that you had a actually a degree in psychology. Did you ever find it useful in your job? Are you still using the, those skills? I think one part, yes. So there, there were a lot of courses that were focused on, on user behavior and also like how certain tactics or colors uh, affect how users perceive your brand. So in that side, yes. But I have to be honest that actually I took that bachelor because I wanted to be a doctor. <laughs> Mm. didn't go that direction but it's still like I think there were a couple of learnings along the way and still a very great background if there's someone who's working in marketing in the end because those say soft skills you you gain there are also quite relevant in business yeah definitely this is what I was getting if you're working in marketing essentially you're working with people even though not in face-to-face but 
So your psychology background kind of should resonate with what you're doing and be helpful. Anyway, uh, let's talk about Drops, yeah, the company you're working uh, for right now. What do you guys do? Well, Drops is a language learning app whose main vision is to make language learning awesome and fun and beautiful. So what I believe what makes us unique is our huge focus on the essentials of a language. So we focus on vocabulary and Drops accompanies our users five minutes every day to not only build their vocabulary, but more importantly, build a habit. Our team is full remote since inception, so not because of COVID, <laughs> uh, but most of us mostly reside in the EU. Um, Pre-COVID, we meet up once every quarter somewhere in the world. And that said, I can't actually wait to meet the team in person because I still haven't after all this time I'm with them. But yeah, we were already thinking about, oh, we should go to like Bora Bora or something <laughs> for the next uh, quarterly offsite. That would be great. <laughs> Right. It's a, it's a nice goal to uh, keep in mind after everything will be over, hopefully soon. All right. Like I said, today, the world of mobile apps is divided between two major app stores, Google Play and Apple's App Store. So let's draw a thumbnail sketch for both uh, from an app marketing perspective. What makes them similar? What sets them apart? I'm thinking about people who are staring in the screen, writing their uh, marketing plan, and thinking what they should consider uh, for both app stores to you know to get a good start to be ready right i mean they are quite similar in a sense that you know you definitely need um, four things to make your app shine in both stores so the first one is great screenshots that quickly captures your app's main value propositions a preview video to capture those even quicker for those that has attention deficits like me. A keyword strategy to get your app rank for them in the stores and at least a four-star rating. So I'm mentioning these four things because I think like in my entire tasks of making the app store listings better, I always go back to these four elements, right? And you would also notice that in both stores or both Apple and Google, they tend to feature some apps so you'd know that aside from making sure your app is outstanding in terms of these four elements and, of course, performance of the app itself, there will be some type of relationship with Apple and Google, which you're going to have to build in order to get there. Right. And it's still unpredictable. Like uh, you may get a sense like if your app was really polished, you put a lot of resources and uh, the original, like everything is in place. Great idea. The app is relevant. It solves the problem for somebody. And that somebody is not just one person, but many people. And still, there isn't just one or two apps like this. So Apple will have to decide which ones to choose. And if I still remember correctly, the tips I used to read years ago, you have to make sure you have the certain um, certain graphics and text ready just uh, in case Apple just uh, get in touch with you to feature you. Is it still relevant or? Um... Oh, yeah, definitely. It, it's really funny sometimes because, you know, you know, it's a great opportunity, but sometimes they also come in the middle of your own uh, timeline or sprint. But then the email will say, we need this in two days. And you're like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> so actually what we have done is that every time there is a new feature that we know we're going to be launching and we would love to be able to feature, we just mm -hmm. create the assets for it as well, because you never know. And also, like, if you become part of the apps that Apple believes has great design and also has a, 
um, they they would put value into featuring you in their store, there's a huge possibility that they will contact you even if you don't actually ask them to feature. It all is based on the fact that if you really focus on your product, if you really focus on your app and making sure that your standards for well, the users is actually up to par to what the store is expected to be, it's more likely that it's not more like you bend the store to feature you. It's a partnership, right? So they mm-hmm. also see that you're really driving great experience for their app store users, basically. Yeah, so we're on the same page with Apple. They're, they're doing their best to deliver the best for the clients, and you're just helping them at this uh, cost, right? Exactly. Okay, both app stores... It's been a while. Like, if I remember correctly, there was a like a gap of like a six or seven months uh, between uh, launches in 2008. Apple got it first, then Google launched the its own store like a half or eight months later. And so, yeah, app marketing is still relatively new comparing to the digital marketing in general. But you know, 11 years and 12 years, so. Can you think of any app marketing techniques that are kind of evergreen, something that used to work back then and it still holds the water now? Well, as you mentioned, so much has changed uh, within these past couple of years. But really, when I think about it, there are always going to be these two evergreens that holds true now and might forever will. (laughs) So maybe the first thing is that the first one or two screenshots um, definitely needs to capture your app in the best way possible. It needs to be attractive enough for users to give your app the chance, right? It needs thorough testing. It requires people who are patient enough to exhaust all ideas to test that. Because point to the fact is, even if your brand isn't known, but the app is trusted and also like you see what you would get out of it, I think there are a lot of users who would give it a chance. So to that, the second evergreen is really to have that great average star rating because a lot more trust will be given to your app despite it being an unknown brand, as long as a sizable enough part of its users actually rated it very well. So when I think about all of the really huge apps right now, like, I don't know, Airbnb, maybe if you talk to to someone 10 years ago, we wouldn't even be like, what is that? Is that like a new hotel down the road or something like this? But, you know, it's really something that you gain. Uh, So this um, brand trust, you gain it because of the simple fact that, the users will know that a couple of other people like them downloaded the app for the purpose that it's serving and they liked it. Okay, terrific. Let's talk about mistakes. Uh, the thing we all do, none of us is perfect. Can you think of not the most common one, but the most devastating in your perspective, mistakes that are really bad for app performance on the market? Do you have two hours to talk about this? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, no, no. actually, a little bit if I'm going to be honest, I think, like, to be honest, the most devastating ones in my perspective is that there are those apps where, you know, somewhere along the road, somewhere something went wrong. And they probably didn't look into sustainable growth in more detail than they should have had. Like, when I think about it, hundreds and thousands of apps, yes, they fail every year, and that's completely normal, right? But when I think about those apps that at some point we probably said, oh, yeah, this app is definitely the next thing and then think where are they now there are always going to be different stories what went wrong but i think the the key here is that maybe 
somewhere along the way, they hadn't looked much detail in the acquisition end or monetization end because obviously those are the two key things you definitely need to do to grow your app into an app that is sustaining um, for a couple of years. And maybe that hasn't been prioritized because there were shiny new things, maybe a lot of new features you developed, but then like you didn't market test it. So there's really a lot of mistakes, right? But I think it's really more that I don't know how to call it, but like knowing that there are apps like that. And I don't know, one of my favorite apps before that I really, really still think about, like Vine. I I don't know if you even know it. I I completely... I I check it briefly. I remember, what's it about six second video clips on Twitter, right? So yeah, they, they produce these short clips that are actually very, very entertaining and also like really captures you. And when you think about a lot of the let's say, apps that are in the top stores now in social, you just kind of think like, oh my God, that could have been Vine, right? And I don't know what went wrong there, um, but I miss them. Like I have memories of me as a teenager thinking like, oh my God, I have to watch the next Vine. And yeah. Could be, you know, overconfidence because you're a Twitter. And in this respect, the lack of long-term strategy for this particular project, but I'm just guessing, could be the case. Now, you have an experience with both app stores doing marketing of apps for those. Do you have any wishes for changes on the uh, Google's app store, uh, sorry, Google (laughs) market and the Apple's uh, app store? Now, do you have three hours for this question? Yeah, four. (laughs) I'm kidding. Four would be enough. (laughs) Okay, let me think. I mean, for Apple, please allow testing already. I think like I've been interesting to have that in the in the in the platform itself and also maybe um downloads per keyword that would be great i think and also we've been waiting for it for years (laughs) exactly and if you're also doing pages or acquisition you'd know that if you're doing apple search ads um they do go to search traffic so maybe also better transparency and that would be amazing for google I think like my main challenge is really the transparency in the reportings. So especially between paid app campaign downloads and organic, it's always going to be about these two things, I think, for both stores. Because point of the fact is like, especially, and I know now that the iOS 14 this year is going to get harder and harder. So there has to be a way for us to really not be so down to floor kind of thinking how do I get my numbers as accurate as possible so I think that's a my wish for this month (laughs) so yeah I have a lot more wishes but let's keep it at that gotcha uh all right so we know that the iOS is limited to the app store from Apple but that's not the story with Android there are a bunch of app stores in China and there is an app store actually a part of the Amazon's uh, uh, digital products and physical products store are apps. So we can download apps right right from the Amazon. What are your general tips for doing marketing on Amazon? And what about those app stores in China? I'm going to be honest here. I don't have a lot of experience in the other app stores, which I am really, really sorry about. I mean, like when I think about it to myself, like, ah, I could have done it since a long time. But point to the fact is um, Google Play has majority of the market share in mm-hmm. worldwide. So when when you don't have that much resources, you, you tend to focus on the biggest, right? But to be honest, like especially the Chinese Android app stores, 
it's a definite must-have, I think, already in this year, or at least even a few years ago. And right. it's something that I'm really, really looking forward to to learn more on. I think so far, like with China, you know, like on iOS, and I'm I'm talking about iOS now. Sometimes we just get these spikes, like 200% more impressions today, and you're just like, oh my god, what the, what happened? <laughs> and and you know that oh, actually there something happened in China that we don't know about. And so I can only imagine that these spikes will be normal spikes if we also do it in the Chinese app stores. So yeah, I think if I have an advice, if you're like me who hasn't had their hands on this really on, on your own, it would be great to have a look at. I mean, I'm going to be honest, like I, I think uh, I tried it multiple times, but there's also a couple of things you need to to jump uh, on uh, in terms of legalities. So some kind of license has to, to actually have it in the store. So maybe that can be very frightening. Um, but honestly, I think it could be worth it. But yeah. Got it. I think it's uh, it wasn't a really honest question to you because it's very specific. I mean, you have to ask somebody who is working inside China and doing marketing and hopefully doing for both the uh, markets outside of China and inside so he can explain to you in yeah. English, how does it work and what's the difference? Uh, yeah, just, no, know, exactly. Because actually when I thing. think, when I thought about it, like when we, when I first tried to do it for my first company, so for Fantastic, like mm-hmm. there were a couple of things like documents that you just, you can't, there's not an English translation for it, sorry. <laughs> so you definitely need a, a local, you need someone who knows how to deal with filing all of the, the documents that you might need for it. So yeah, as I said, this can get a little frightening to, to deal with. So if you do not have the resource, you might as well say, okay, I'll have a look at it in the next quarter and then the next quarter. And then it's 2021 and you haven't had a look at it. But yeah. Got it. All right. So at this part of the show, I have a few questions to you so I can get a better picture of you as a person. Uh, All right. Question question (laughs) number one. Are you iOS or or Android person? What do you use? iOS. All right. Check. What is your, what was your first mobile phone years ago? Like (laughs) pre, pre multi-screen, pre iPhone. Uh, It was the Nokia 3210. Yeah, I guess this no, is the No, it was the popular. one that you throw it and it really doesn't break. <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> one would hope when Gorilla Glass I don't know if it was 3210 or 3310. Yeah, I think it was indestructible. Uh, I don't remember using that specific one, but yeah, I don't remember seeing a lot of in people's hands. And it's still like the most popular one, a model that people bring up when I'm asking this question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's get back to 2021. What is your favorite app right now and why? Can I say drops? Sure, <laughs> I mean, sure. okay. Why not? But no bias aside, uh, of course, drops is my favorite app. Uh, I also really like Too Good To Go. Well, you tell me I'm getting good food for a fraction of the price, and I even avoided that food from being thrown. Like, what? Love it. Awesome. All right, when you're looking at your iPhone right now, what new technologies you would like to see on this device, like uh, from hardware, software perspective, it's not a hype, not a gimmick, something that would make it more useful for you in your daily life? What that Useful. I mean, like, to be honest, I play a lot of games and 
there's already the AR uh, in iOS phone, um, high-end iOS phones, but there's not a lot of apps actually using this technology to make yep. their app True. use it. So I would be excited about that because, like, as a as someone who plays a lot of games, I'm always like, I, I get so baited just um, just by the ads that tells me, oh, you can do this with that and you can play. And like, oh no, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I would be excited about that to be honest. Okay, and that was actually my last question to you. But before I let you go, how can people get in touch with you and get more information about what you do? You can feel free to follow me on LinkedIn and Twitter. So my handle is at yourevitin. I'm a very social person as well. So in case you might want to chat about this, um, I'd be happy to do so. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Thanks for coming on our show, Christine. Thank you. Thanks, Art. Nice to be here. Bye-bye. And that was Christine Kuyugan, Growth Marketing at Drops. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. We release episodes on Mondays, so subscribe and you will be able to get new episodes in your smartphone, tablet or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review and comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.